0: What is up, After Hours Entrepreneur? Today, we're talking about messenger bots, website design, and what to do when you get a guest request. Let's get into it. By the way, if you're new here, this show is all about helping you create better content in less time, so make sure you subscribe so you do not miss out on all the fresh episodes that are coming to you. Every Saturday in Clubhouse, we're hosting some phenomenal podcasting rooms, and this episode is a breakdown of some of the key questions and core concepts from our last Clubhouse room. So make sure you follow me on Clubhouse. There'll be a link in the show notes here so that you don't miss out. Now, let's get into our first topic. So what is a messenger bot? What is messaging automation? Basically, it's a tool that marketers will use to make sure that when they are DM'd by someone or when someone engages them, whether it's on their website, it's on Instagram, on Facebook, that there's a robot there that will automatically respond back. Now, data shows us that this type of response can be very helpful because if a customer, client, someone who's interested in your services reaches out to you, they're going to want to hear back from you pretty quickly. And let's face it, you're a busy person. You don't have... All day to be sitting around just DMing people immediately for each message that they send you. And hopefully as your show grows, as your platform grows, as your sales grow, you're going to be getting more and more messages. So how do we handle those? A messenger bot can be a good option. Mobile Monkey has been recommended to me several times in the past few weeks. I haven't personally tried it, but they've got a few free options. So I think that Mobile Monkey is a good place to start. It's got a lot of integration across across multiple platforms, including Instagram, which is where you're gonna see these bots proliferating like crazy. Now, I just wanna tell you my personal thoughts on Messenger bots is I'm not a huge fan of them. I know that kind of contradicts what I just said, but one of the challenges or the problems I think that you get with messenger bots is, well, it feels too robotic. It doesn't feel like you're actually communicating with a human. So it is better than no response, but at the same time, I would encourage you if you do use a messenger bot to just test it out, try it out. I think there's a few things that you wanna ask yourself and make sure that you implement when setting up your messenger bot. When you speak to your bot, does it feel natural or does it feel like ridiculous? Like you'll say something and it just doesn't give a natural response. How natural does it feel when you speak to your messenger bot? When you use the messenger bot, does it make you feel heard? Does it make you feel valued? Do you feel like when you ask your messenger bot a question, you get a legitimate answer or useful information on next steps that you can take? In your opinion, does that chat bot improve or detract from the experience of dealing with you and your brand. Because at the end of the day, we wanna give our customers, our clients, our fans, the best experience possible. That's why we're implementing the bot. We wanna give them a great experience. We wanna make sure that they're quickly being attended to and they feel like they're being heard and they've been listened to. If you execute a bot the wrong way, you're not gonna get that feeling. In the future, I'm probably gonna be bringing on some chat chat bot experts to go into more detail, because this is something I've been thinking about. Now that I'm getting DMs on multiple platforms multiple times a day, it could just be a little bit overwhelming, and I'm trying to find a good way to scale that up. And hopefully as your podcast grows, as your platform grows, you're gonna be thinking about this too. So consider a messenger bot as a way to give your clients and customers a great experience and convert more people into superfans. All right, the second topic I'm gonna talk about is your website design. We had a great question about what a great podcast website should include. And I think there's a few things that a great website is gonna do really well. The first thing a great website is going to be is very clear as to what your website is about, who you're for, and the problem you solve. It's gonna be not only clear, but it's gonna be concise because I gotta be honest, I ain't got no time to read through walls and walls of text on your website. Just give me the show notes. I'm gonna scan your website. Give me the key takeaways. And what should those key takeaways be? I'm gonna tell you right now. The key takeaways of a great website are gonna explain who you are for. You're gonna highlight the problem that that person has. What is the problem that they have? And then you're going to concisely and simply explain how you solve that problem. Are they wanting more leads for their business? Do they want to get more downloads for their podcast? Are they just bored and want to be entertained? What problem does your website? What problem? Does your website solve? What does your brand actually do? And then finally, you need to have a very clear call to action so that person actually knows how to take the next step with you. I can't tell you how often I'll go to a website and there's a ton of different dropdowns drop and I'm trying to understand exactly what they do. If it's not clear What you and your website do, people are gonna bounce. They're gonna get there and they're gonna bounce right off your page and you're gonna miss out on valuable leads, listeners, fans, and sales. So make sure that it's clear and concise about what you do, who you're for, and the problem you solve, and then give a really clear call to action. Now, when we talk about call to action, there's a couple different types. Generally, you're gonna have one type of call to action which is a a transitional, and then you're gonna have another call to action which is direct. So I wanna briefly explain the difference in these two. A transitional call to action is generally gonna be a way to bring that guest into your atmosphere. And what I mean by that is maybe it's a lead magnet to get them to subscribe to your email list or maybe it's a valuable PDF that you're going to give them to get into your texting community. The key is you wanna bring them closer into your atmosphere because the closer and the more in, integrated they're and get into your atmosphere, the greater the chance that they're going to subscribe to your content or purchase the product and service that you offer. In addition to these transitional types of call to action, you wanna have a direct call to action, something like buy now, schedule an appointment, listen here, subscribe, whatever that call to action is, I definitely recommend on your website that there's a big, clear, bold button, right? That's gonna really stand out. So if somebody is scanning down, they're getting some of the key sentiments of what you're all about, what your website is all about, they're gonna see a big, bold call to action that keeps punching them right in the face saying, buy now, buy now, buy now, buy now. And it's gonna be the same color, the same shape, the same look, And that repetition is really gonna convert. So as you're building your website, I would just keep all these things in mind, but above all, just make sure that you're clear and you're concise about the problem you solve and who you're solving it for. If you do that, you can't go wrong. And for all my podcast listeners, everyone out there that's got a podcast, if you're looking for a cheap and effective type of website, I would recommend a website called PodPage. I've seen it, I've heard about it. I haven't personally used it, but it's probably a good thing to check out. Me personally, I use a hosting site called Bluehost and that goes through WordPress. And it's you know it's easy-ish to get it set up, but it's not simple. I, got, I have had in the past a website manager who helps me build out the website. And right now I'm actually going uh, or gearing up to reframe and kind of update my website, and I'm probably gonna hire someone to do it because it can be pretty laborious, a little bit technical. There's gonna be different add-ons you need to set up. You don't need to be an expert in coding, but there is some minimal coding involved that I found. So if you're looking for something that's simple, just to put your podcast up there, you could use the website that the podcast hosting platform provides. I use Buzzsprout for my podcast, which is excellent, by the way. I've been very, very happy with it. And that actually gives you a website that will give people a place where they can listen to your show and subscribe on different platforms. So again, throwing a lot of information out at you real quickly, but just remember those key tenants about your website. Clear, concise, and a call to action. Don't miss those three C's, all right? The next topic I want to talk about today is how to land great guests on your show. And I know It's hard, it takes a lot of time, but there's a few things you wanna do correctly to make sure you bring in that fantastic guest. So first off, think about it this way. What's in it for the guests themselves? What value are you bringing to them? Is it information for them? Is it access to your network? Is it access to your listeners? Like, What is the value to them? You wanna make sure that you're clear on the front end because for them to spend their precious time going on your show, They need to know there's something in it for them. There's got to be a reciprocation of value. So be clear on what the value is to them. I would typically recommend positioning your messaging around who your listeners are and why they will actually care about the information that you have to bring on. I was actually in a kind of like a pre-interview chat the other day with some people that want to bring me on their show. And after about 15 minutes of chatting, I still had no idea why i was there or what value i could bring to their audience so i think being clear on that is going to really help you land fantastic guests another good thing for landing great guests is referencing previous guests. Testimonials, what do other guests really, really enjoy and appreciate? And honestly, you should be giving them shoutouts outs on your website. So when you come to me and say, hey, Mark, I'd love to have you on my podcast, and I go to your website and check it out, okay, you've got pictures, you've got links, maybe you've got different shoutouts to previous guests, then I know that I'm gonna be well-respected, I'm gonna have a good time on your show as well. I also encourage you, go to where it's maybe not so noisy or not so busy. If someone has 5 million followers on Instagram, but they've only got 1,000 followers on YouTube, try to connect with them on YouTube. You also want to be looking for new things that they're doing. I'll give you a perfect example. Gary Vaynerchuk just dropped a brand new podcast, and he's obviously really wanting to push it hard. So what I'm doing is I'm sharing that and tagging him across social media, hoping that he or his team will notice, hey, this Mark Svanka is pretty cool. They're, he's really pushing this new podcast that we're launching. It's, it's, it's a good way of kind of giving value to get value. Reciprocate, baby. Reciprocate that value. Last but not least, you got to follow up. The reality is most people are not going to book for your show on the first ask. So ask and ask again. Don't spam them, but don't give up after the first try. It's going to take a little while. The fourth topic today is should you be guesting on other podcasts? This is, I think, a great question. Something I've been thinking a lot about recently as I've been asked to be on a lot of shows and these Question keeps coming up. Mark, can you come on my show? Et cetera, et cetera. Because the answer is yes, you should be getting on other podcasts, but you need to make sure that the right podcast for you. If you accept every invitation, you're never gonna have time to work on your own brand, business, and show itself. So we've gotta make sure we're choosing the right shows to guest on. So the first question I ask myself when I'm being asked to go on a show is, can I actually provide value to this person and their listenership? So for me, I'm in the digital branding business, the digital marketing business. If someone's contacting me to come on their cooking show, what's the point? I'm not gonna connect there, right? Now, maybe they're positioning the show in a certain way where you can provide value to their audience. Maybe they're chef influencers who want to learn how to make more content in less time and to build a brand and a community. I can help with that. But make sure that the solution that you provide is a solution that the guest in their audience actually wants. Another question I ask myself when I'm invited to go on a show is how long has that show been out? If they're only on their fifth episode, they probably don't have any listenership. They're really new. It's probably gonna be a pretty random assortment of prompts and it's just gonna feel like a mess. I'd much rather be on a show that's in the, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 100s, et cetera. Now, it doesn't mean you can't go on those shows, especially in my position where I actually help people build their show more quickly. I'm more apt to go on a show that's brand new. But that's something you should keep in mind as well. Another thing that I do, and I kind of mentioned this before, is I'm gonna go to their social media platform, I'm gonna go to their website. What is the framing of previous guests? Do the previous guests look good? Are they well represented? Are they having backlinks shared. Again, it's all about me, 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 me. And I know that sounds selfish, right? But if you're going to go and spend your time to go on a show, you want to make sure that you're going to get value for your time. At the end of the day, that's really important, right? The other thing I ask is how easy is this going to be? If all I have to do is go to a Calendly link, type in a few pieces of information then meet them for 15 minutes, and that's going to be converted into a podcast, I'm way more likely to go. If There is a pre-meeting and there's outlines and there's scheduling and there's all this different sharing and you kind of lose interest after a while. Like I've got a job, I've got two jobs plus a family. Like I don't have time to figure out your entire process. So I'm always looking when I'm being asked to go on a show is how easy is this process gonna be and how clear are you on the steps that I'm gonna take to be a guest on your show? The other thing that I'm looking for is salesiness. Am I being invited on this show just because they wanna sell me something? Are they trying to get me into their Bitcoin scheme or their MLM thing? Like, what is the reason you actually want me to be there in the first place? Because if it's for me to help give you value and give value to your audience, I'm, I'm into that. If it's, I want you to come on my show so I can try to sell you my widget or my magazine, I'm not interested. So you you want to try to sniff that out as best you can. I'm still fooled sometimes, but as soon as I find out that, oh, this person only wants me so that he can sell me something, I'm out. And, and, and honestly, that's a really good way to lose friends and alienate people. It's not a good collaboration method. Now, I do think it's a good idea to try to collaborate and find ways that you can fiscally help one another. You know, I'm not opposed to talking about the value, and maybe sometime in the future I will purchase your product but if the only reason you're bringing me on the show is to get me on the phone so you can sell me something that is that is bunk that is not a good way to build relationships i hope you loved these digital branding tips after hours entrepreneur i know you can go out and crush it thanks again for listening for watching tons more great content coming i've got some really exciting stuff On the horizon, all designed to help you create better content and less time so you can focus on what you love. I'm very excited, and honestly, I'm honored to spend a few minutes with you here on this platform. So, make sure you hit subscribe for all my iTunes users. Make sure you leave a five star review, it means it makes a big difference to me. It shows me you're listening. Show me the love, and I will give it back. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. I will catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to After Hours of Entrepreneur. This is Mark Svon signing off. Peace.